0: But yeah, like I, I will say that working in Curver this time around, which is gonna be great, like being in school and stuff, especially once that starts. But the, which uh, seems easier, like than the first. I was, I I remember like, I mean, I didn't have a bad time working there the first time, but this time around, it's like I really just get, I don't know. I feel like because they need you more now or something. They it need just, you more. I, you're I, braver, dude. I'm, no. I'm good at it, and I don't I have less anxiety about like You're, they haven't even mentioned items for rent it to me. Like, I check mine, like, or whatever. Oh, that used to be such a huge It used to be all the time. Huge they'd kind of be like, um, Your items rent dipped down below, like, remember, well, you know, because every Kroger has that same front end manager. It's yes. like the they're an archetype. It's an archetype. Um, they are the they're. They're not the protagonist, right? They would be like the antagonist? The antagonist. We're kind the of. protagonists. Kind of. They're like a necessary evil. Here's my thing with most front end managers. Everyone that works for them, uh, and if you've ever worked at a grocery store or anything, you might know what I'm talking about. Most of the <laughs> time out. you fucking hate your front end manager and like they'll yeah. come over and they'll bitch about this shit that you don't care about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they do keep shit running, and that's why you get your breaks on time and you get, yeah. you know, it would fall apart. Because no, I noticed it at night when our like front end manager even leaves, like uh, things kind of fall apart, and oh, people yeah. just like baggers won't show up and do their, I don't know, they're just like whatever, they'll just disappear. Like, I do think that even though it, it takes a very single, specific type of person to be a front end manager, it does. No, it's a very specific type of person, and, and most of the time, you know you're hated. I feel like I feel like most you of them know I feel that they're like, hated. Don't do most bosses feel that way? Though, Probably across the board. I know I do. Not everyone. There's always that boss that thinks that they're everyone's favorite, but really, everyone talks shit about them behind their backs. Shit, that's me. That's you. I definitely. think. Holy shit! I think that's me. That's you. They're always like, "Wow, oh, oh my god, what if that that's real?" Sucker. Man, they Ryan. hate me. Well, that's he fun. came over and passive aggressively talked to me about how I'm detailing. Don't dox my profession. His OCD is just, like, kicking in. I'm <laughs> <laughs> True. Horrible. Well, No, because I'm sure... Which, I mean, this, this is the best part of, like, why you are great at your job, but... <laughs> I'm sure that like half the people that work for you, especially the younger kids, are just like, I don't see why you care about that. But that's exactly what I think about front end managers. I'm like, why would I care wow, that's, about that? That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. But then I am that, I'm person, like that person. I understand that their like whole identity is like, I mean, not identity, but it's like they're oh like, they, my I'm God. not trying to shit on you. Oh my God, my identity. Talking. Yeah, it's your identity. My identity is. No, I'm saying here. that like, but with them, like, okay, when I go home and bitch about, say, my front end manager, oh my God, she came and like,
1: cared oh, about how I like, moved like, a certain
0: way. Okay, I remember one time I got my uh, phone taken away by the front-end manager, Tammy. <laughs> oh, they don't care to take my, my phone, phone. away. I want to say that right okay, now. Okay, well, that's amazing. They she t- literally she had me get my phone out today to show her something. Like uh, Okay, well, see, under, anyway, that would have been a trap to yes. fire me back <laughs> in the day. But I had my phone out maybe... Actually, I remember this. I was taking a bit of liberty. I didn't have my phone. I wasn't using it. I sat it on top of my register, Mm. like between like the check reader machine and like the the receipt printer thing. Yeah. And uh, she came in she was like, "Uh, Mr. Adams, your phone, please. And I'm like, I'm not using it. And she's like, it's not supposed to be out. She took it from me. Which is ridiculous. That should never happen to job. That should never happen at all. Um, You should definitely just get fired before they take your shit. Yes. Just like Um, write someone up or whatever. Don't take like you're in high school. Like, yeah, that's just not. I don't know. So I went, I went because, you know, Kroger is a union. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I did? Oh, did you go to the union? I went to the union. That's fucking great. That's what they're (laughs) for. That's why I went to the union about it. And they got, I had to have a meeting with her, and they made her give me my phone back. Well, yeah, it was amazing. Wait, is, did this all happen in one day, or she take it for like a period of time? No, no, time? no. This was all in one day. Like, oh, okay, but she still takes my life. phone and I go talk to the guy. His name was Eddie, you know, and yeah. uh, I'm like, "Listen, Eddie, I don't think this is okay." And keep in mind, I'm like, I'm like 16 at the time. Okay, and then he goes and tells her, like, "Hey, you can't be doing that shit." And then she has to hand the phone back. Over oh, to me, that 16-year-old. had to feel great. No, it was incredible. Uh, I think she lost all respect for me at that point, but she crossed the line. Oh, yeah, she immediately held like a... girl. You had a black mark on... You basically had the red A on your chest or whatever, but... Oh, my God. But, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of unions. That's what they're for. Honestly, it's incredible. Uh, I Yeah, I know a lot of people that are against unions. I don't get it. And I'm just like, hey, listen, if you don't like... Uh, I don't know... It's, like, I, everyone bitches about the dues, and I'm like, I would gladly pay. It's, like, it's man, a guaranteed it's raise much. every six months. It's Kroger. a guaranteed raise, and you get, and just, like, in general, you have, like, a security of knowing, like, hey, no one can, like, completely fuck me over. Like, they'll, no, they'll do some true. shit. They'll push you as far as they can, but, like, if you really want to be that person, you can go to the union. Like, you can get exactly what you want out of your job. Thanks to the union, like that's well, it. Not to mention, also like if it's like too hot outside when you're like doing if like when I was a bagger and I was doing lot duty, they're like, well, every five minutes you have to come in and drink water because the you know they the union the union set made up. it. Yeah. it's like oh shit. Yeah. yeah, companies don't give a shit about that. No, no, that would, be that would have never happened because people. Anyway, this is you a would still. I know now. what is a Kroger bucket. <laughs> this is you would still get be you would still get probably below minimum wage. I don't know somehow maybe not, but anyway, you get at least minimum wage still. You would never hardly get a raise unless you became a manager. Even then, oh, that yeah. would just be, and th- there'd be so many shit that you would not like. That that place would be horrible to work at. Every place would be horrible to work at if we yeah. didn't have union. So, th- don't bitch about paying a few dollars a month to. Yeah, for real. Uh, to get that, because otherwise, I promise your life would be worse. No, I agree. Them. No, that's true. Well, welcome back to Lord Twenty. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by Brandon Beatty. Yo, this is a Kroger podcast. The Kroger, actually. What's your, let's go Krogering. I that's actually, our new podcast now. Let's go Krogering. I actually think uh, that we could make a damn good Kroger podcast. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I think we. That's could our next it. bit. If we can't wow. find anything else, we get a Kroger podcast called Let's Go Krogering, and that's just yeah. You'd have the entire base of Kroger listening Do you to you, probably, oh and if, especially if you're just bitching about stuff. I have to bring up one more thing. Okay. Do you remember Mystery Shoppers? Uh, we had one today. You're shitting I'm me. I'm not joking because literally, this uh, our front end manager came up to this guy that he was like an older man that worked there for fucking ever. She was yeah. like, Hey, you scored a 100 on our mystery shopper today. And he was just like, I didn't know I had one. And she was like, Well, that's the point of a mystery shopper. <laughs>
1: he's like, Man,
0: please leave <laughs> oh, me alone. He's like, Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have so much to talk about, with yeah, no, but I'm not really going could. to. Okay. No, no, we could. This is episode two of The Brutal History of Appalachia. And it's just a series where we're covering, in no particular order, events throughout Appalachian history that we found interesting. I mean, some of these stories are so crazy, it's honestly hard to believe we hadn't heard them before. Yeah. Uh, and then you Especially to- how many of them are just from, like, our region. Like, we're going to yeah, branch dude. out into, like, the other regions, or, you know, maybe yeah. in other states and stuff, but, like, there's so much just within our little south-central Kentucky area that's... Yeah. Crazy. No, I mean, like even just like the f- last episode that Somerset had a d- distillery. Yep. I mean, that, that's I probably didn't know that just because I'm like dumb or something. But did you know that? I, I didn't know that, but I don't know if it was as rare back then. as Maybe it, it wasn't. Maybe like, it was. I don't know. I have no I really idea. don't know. I'm don't not know. a historian. We are historians. No, I'm that's, not an uh, alcohol historian. But but. That is wild. And then the, just the fact that not only is there still but there's a murder involved. And that's yeah, and it was it was different. So yeah. that's kind of the yeah. What do you the say? gist. Anyway, so yeah, we're just gonna talk about crazy stuff that happened. No, no particular order, just kinda uh what <laughs> we find interesting. We may go real far back. We may go to prehistoric times. We, we may might talk go about maybe two weeks ago. Maybe like yeah. Well, definitely two weeks ago. I was on the something. news today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, to bring it up. Yeah, I was on the Second news. time on the news, guys. Let's talk about Second that. Second time on the news. I got interviewed by a giant puddle of water. And uh, yeah, it was good. People, I think people like it. I've people, already been sent pictures of my face uh, yes. from the news and uh lex 18 just to be exact lex 18 check it out. but news the news industry is dying so just don't worry don't yeah. it doesn't really matter it's not really as big of a deal now because i'll be honest for a second you I didn't do like, anything to make yourself no, you don't become meme worthy is the problem like you didn't i said some really dumb stuff on it and that's particularly what they focused in on when i talked about how yeah. the traffic cones look like buoys <laughs> going down. i think the that's a good description I mean, it is, but it's like you know that they were like that's like Hunter S. Thompson shit. Like I know they're like, like that God. description. That's no, beautiful. I, I know. I mean, I I cried, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank y'all. The yeah, have check up, out the uh, LAX18 real quick. Just yeah. sorry, I want to say that. That's but. for my fans. Uh, but thank you all that have signed up for the Patreon. You have access to the Discord and all that stuff. You've made it uh, interesting. We've gotten probably yeah. enough on the on the Discord. There's one channel called. Episode ideas, I think, or suggestions, and uh, I think we've got enough episodes now for the rest of our career. Oh, easily. Um. So, yeah, and they're also. All uh, good. Dylan requested more drunk hosts, so here's what he's got. Um, uh, we talked about Kroger for ten minutes. Yeah, that's what you get with the more drunk uh, host, Dylan. How much do I leave in there? For that? Like <laughs> honest question, how much do I leave of the Kroger part of it I mean, that was six minutes. I just leave it I don't It care. was six minutes of Kroger. They'll they'll love that. They will. They'll love it. Only uh, you'll only, fucking love it. Only we love it. Um Especially Kroger. That's a Kentucky not just uh, Kentucky. No, I know it's like Ohio and all that it's shit. Just but it's here. A, that's just like yeah, saying speedway. Kroger's. That's a Kentucky But like, I'm just saying that everyone knows like everyone has a <laughs> in Appalachia in general has a fucking like experience at Kroger that they've you know, whatever. Maybe they've worked there. Probably half of them have. Everybody has a Kroger moment. Yeah. Boom, I just wrote a commercial. Boom. Uh, that's why we're in this business, Pay us, boys. us Kroger. Yeah, and speaking of paying us, Patreon. Yes. What else is going on? What's going on? So Delaware? we're gonna be dropping some maybe next little bit. Uh, dropping, dropping. We're gonna be dropping. Uh, some deleted up. Epi- well, not aired episodes. These are gonna be not released episodes. Well, okay, here's aired. what we've got coming down shit. the pipe um we have a i'm coming down your pipe i have well that's what we're about to get there um we have an episode that we recorded with one of our friends Uh, he remains anonymous by request we will not say who he is um and we're gonna release that episode pretty soon it's about just some stuff that went down in texas i guess and some stuff here and i mean not necessarily appalachia but you know doesn't matter it's patreon we can do whatever we want on there yeah and if y'all say anything about it we'll just kick you from it. We'll lose the $5 a month. Yeah. Uh so don't say anything bad on the Patreon. That's uh really all there is to that. Uh but yeah, then we have some episodes that were like the first like five episodes of 420 just period. Uh when we had four hosts and things were pretty dope actually. Yeah, I miss those. Bo- I mean those were great times. They didn't always translate to a coherent podcast, but they no. were fun as fuck. Yeah, nice. honestly that was some fun stuff. Miss you, uh, Stephen and Caleb. Miss you. Uh, soon, we might. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we won't see Caleb anytime soon. Maybe. I don't know. Will he hear this? I hope he does. I hope, I hope he, he texts us about it. They I don't, don't I think think don't know. He misses us really. He won't text us. So this episode two uh, revolves around the famous gunslinger slash robber slash playboy Jesse James. Not to be mistaken with the. The bike riding...
1: The chopper
0: builder? Dated someone. I don't know. I don't I'm pretty sure, over. wasn't he from like West Coast Customs or Orange yeah, yeah, County yeah. Choppers? What was the show he had that was... Jesse James... Uh, I don't give a shit. I Jesse James Motorcycle thing. Roundup. I think I something like that. like that. But anyway, no, we're talking about the famous Robert Jesse James, who has a quite a bit of history in not just Kentucky, but South Central Kentucky. And how far back are we going? We are going back to 1800... Something. Wow. I don't know exact dates. I'm gonna tell you the exact dates here in a minute. Uh someone said B C the other day before COVID. Before COVID and I about uh had a stroke. <laughs> we need to go back. Before COVID. The first one that we will talk about was an article written in eighteen eighty two. Yeah. Um from the Bourbon News from Paris, Bourbon County, Kentucky. We can't trust anything they say. No, the bourbon news. The bourbon. This is the bourbon news, right now. The bourbon news sounds like just a shitty little like pamphlet you get about like the latest bourbon information. Yeah, I would read that. I mean, yeah, no, you. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I didn't say that. I just said, well, that's just what it sounds like. The bourbon news. I don't know. I probably would have come up with something. But so we're going to start to talk about a little bit. I'm going to give you just a little bit of his early history. I'm not going to go through all of it because obviously Jesse James has a huge history that most of it doesn't take place in Appalachia. A lot of it does, but not most of it. So we don't want to, we're going to leave out a lot of that, mm-hmm. but I do want to talk about the fact, I mean, he was born here. Um, so, you know, certain things like that. Uh, so start now. This right. is That from the bourbon news. All right. Jesse James, son of a Baptist preacher of prominence and eloquence in his day. The father was a native of Logan County, Kentucky, and the mother, whose maiden name was Zerelda Cole, badass, sick, was born in Woodford County, about halfway between Versailles and Lexington. Versailles, Versailles, which one do you want to say? I don't know. It's Versailles. It's yeah. where her father kept a hostel, hostelry known as Cole's Tavern. On the death of her father, the widow removed to the neighborhood of Stamping Ground in Scott County among her relatives. And there, the future mother of the greatest bandit of modern times. Modern times. Oh, wow. Grew from childhood into girlhood. What? Still sounds like childhood to me. Girlhood? I don't <laughs> know. A girl, I always think is like womanhood. Yeah, no. But, you know. Whatever. Uh, and from girlhood. Oh, and from girlhood into womanhood. Uh, we almost skipped a whole step I'm glad there. that they included that. Because instead of just saying from childhood into womanhood, they had to say she went. She didn't skip a step, is what I'm saying. Yeah, she went straight from she went to childhood, girlhood, then womanhood. She didn't evolve to the third. Uh, is this a th- is, was this indirectly a conversation about gender politics? Maybe childhood genderless into girlhood and womanhood. Wow, and there was married in 1840 to Reverend Robert J. James. Oh. In the subsequent, year, their first child, Frank was born in Scott County. In 1843, the Jameses moved removed to Missouri, settling in Clay County where Jesse was born in 1845. So I did have that wrong. I'm sorry. He wasn't born in Kentucky. I thought it was Clay County, Kentucky. <laughs> it is Clay County, Missouri. That's on you, me. You got. You know, what if I someone forgot someone stop the listen because I imagine at this point no, we've lost 10% of our listeners at this point in the, the episode. episode for sure. Uh, but I do want to say that like Everything else I kept saying was like, oh, technically he's from Kentucky, but he's not. He wasn't born there, because his father's... How could you be technically from somewhere that you weren't born in? I don't know. Like Obama. Like Obama. He was born in the... Where was that at? Kenya? Cuba. Was it Kenya? Is that what they I always accused so. him of? I mean, that's what I always heard. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care if you, I don't care if a president was from somewhere else. If, like if, decent, if, he, if he's from really Kenya, don't give a shit. And he got elected to the president of the United States. That's dope. Yeah. That's I, fine. Just I, don't, I, re- I really don't understand why that's People that big from real. other countries, ignore I don't care. Just come on. Just run. Yeah. As long as you, I'm fine. I will lay if the line. If you win the at, popular vote, I don't care. If get you move from. here and you become a citizen, if you go through that stupid ass rigorous thing of becoming a citizen, you should be able to run for you don't, It's. It seems dumb to me. Mm-hmm. To be like, wow! You did all this. You've lived. You really want to. You really, for some reason, want to fucking be an American. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then you just can't run for president now, or maybe even public office. I don't remember if there's. Maybe it's just. President. I think you could run for. I bet you, you could can be run mayor. for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just think anyway that's not, you should be president. Jesse James. Jesse James. Um. Uh, so, he was born in 1845. Miss James was a handsome. Vivacious devil may care girl. I love that description. Careless yeah. of good or evil report. Hmm. Tall, large-framed, and full of animal life. She was a universal favorite among those of the opposite sex. What do you think large-frame meant back this. then? Well, just tall. Large-frame? You, know, you don't she, think that means, it means... I don't know. She has, like, the uh, humps or whatever you call them. Uh humps? Yeah. No, I don't think she had humps. She <laughs> sounds hot. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They're really. Oh, going you mean she's in. curvy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like she was like humpbacked. No, not hump. like no. it Sounds They're like she, she's hot. Like it sounds like she's great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, she's a universal favorite. I like how it's a universal favorite. What do you mean universal? Okay, here's. What I want to. We're gonna get way too into this, and I shouldn't. But it's a <laughs> universal favorite among those of the opposite sex. Uh, that doesn't seem universal to me. That seems very one sided, and also like. Unnecess I don't know, that just seems like a weird thing to me. But anyway. It does. Uh and her marriage to clergymen was one of those surprises she was fond of indulging in. So she was a little bit of a she's a little bit of a wild girl, but she married a, a preacher. Clergyman. Yeah, clergyman. Yeah. So wild. Her yeah. hair was black as the raven's wing, her eyes black and piercing jeez i'm Black getting eyes? i'm getting turned on this is yeah wow. her temper was quick and fiery and her tongue sharp and cutting and her enmity deadly and endearing she was constant and faithful in her friendships and her hatreds were hot and undying they really spent a lot of time describing this woman she is oh. now an exceedingly large <laughs> <laughs> she is now an exceedingly large woman her hair sprinkled with gray her eyes still keen and piercing her temper is ungovernable as ever, and in all her ways walks and talks a fitting damn for such ferocious cubs as her two sons.
1: Wow. Her husband
0: was a meek and humble-minded man, and she made his life a hell. From which he finally fled to California, <laughs> where he found the peace of death in 1851. This the is incredible. Piece of death. This is an incredible article. I want I'm to give uh, whatever award you give to articles to this uh, person. Walter. Is it a Pulitzer? Not yeah. You do give those articles. I guess. Well, to people. Yeah, whatever. I think. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so they just said all that just to say, and now she's fat. She basically, yeah. And then she she literally drove her husband to his death in Cal. She made him run to California, Where and he die. Died. <laughs> That's impressive. A few years afterwards, the widow was married to Robert Mims. Whom she speedily harassed into the grave, <laughs> God damn, <laughs> and was succeeded in the connubial harness by Doctor Samuels, a prominent physician of Clay County. To her is attributed the evil life led by her sons. I don't think that's fair. No. she upheld them in their career of crime, applauded their daredevil. Well, maybe I don't care. Applaud. This sounds great. This sounds like a wonderful mom, honestly. Applauded their daredevil deeds and at all times extended them succor and protection. All the affection in her nature is centered in them, and while hard and cruel and vindictive towards others, she was ever the soft, loving, indulgent mother toward her children. They inherited her own fearless spirit, and she gloried in them. Deeds that filled the world with horror and heaped upon their names denunciation and detestation. She held as heroic and worthy of songs and praise in the hero's wreath. Jeez. So badass. Wow. Honestly, mom of the year. I love her. I don't know her. I don't know what she did other than this, but this is wonderful. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that would that would be kind of a cool childhood, I guess. I want her to drive me to death. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, she's probably dead now. Well, but we should find her. She could, we could. I got a Ouija board. I made one, so we could figure it out. We should uh, Ouija board with like a tech deck. Oh yeah. So, I'm just going to read a real... This is the only part that I'm going to... I'm just going to kind of briefly run over this about their uh, beginnings of their crimes and all that stuff. Uh, Driven by the home guards to seek safety in the Confederate lines, Frank and Jesse joined the band of the notorious Quantrill when Jesse was only a lad of 14. At the sacking of the town of Lawrence, Kansas, this boy fiend shot down women and children without compunction. He subsequently boasted that he murdered 36 of the unarmed citizens with his own hand. Jeez. But the crowning horror of his life occurred on Tuesday, September 17th, 1861 at Centralia, Missouri. On the morning of that day, a gang of Contrell's band of cutthroats under Bill Anderson galloped into this village. And after sacking the stores and plundering the houses of the citizens, waited for the coming of the train from St. Joseph. Did no so, one have a gun? Uh, they did. I, I, I'm sure that everyone had a gun back then. Hopefully, How most is he of them. Just, just robbing the are They're badasses. Time. Well, I okay. guess it's they're gunslingers. Game. They're yeah. more trained. They've killed more people. Because yeah. the thing about it back then, like most people carried a gun, but it's like today most people probably haven't fucking killed anyone. Most people carry a gun nowadays, but they haven't actually ever killed anyone. They go and shoot. Yeah, targets. you just get better at it. Uh the you more know, whatever. you do it. But if you kill people, I mean, that's fucked up to hear. But I mean, yeah, if you've mm-hmm. once you. So I mean, I'm just saying you're gonna be better. He was built different. You built different. Yeah. They're waiting on the uh, train from St. Joseph bound for St. Louis, which they stopped, made 32 sick federal soldiers who were on their way to the hospital at St. Louis descend from the train, stood them in a row, and Anderson, the two James boys, loaded his pistols as fast as they were emptied, shot the last man of them to death. About the time of the... I mean, that's really fucked up, honestly. 36 people, was it? Yeah. They just, like, killed a bunch of sick dudes. Uh... About the time of this hellish crime was completed, a company of Union militia arrived, and the outlaws fired upon them with such effect that 50 of them were stretched dead upon the ground. I mean, these guys are They're unstoppable. Wild. The guerrillas then galloped off, leaving the villagers the horrid task of burying the 80 dead. While in... I mean, there's like five of these people. Like, this is insane. Yeah. The guerrillas then galloped off, leaving the villagers the horrid task of burying the 80 dead. said that already. You did... That's fine. Sometimes my thing gets messy. Well, that's up. a big point there. It, but yeah, repeating it's you know, it is what it is. So, the peace mm-hmm. of 1875 removes the mask of soldiery from the outlaws. So that was, you know. And western Missouri became uncomfortably warm as a scene of operations. Quantrell joined, adjourned his band of marauders to Kentucky. Here we go being accompanied by Frank James, Jesse, and George Shepard. In the, in the encounter in Kentucky, which resulted in the death of Quantrell and the extinction of his band, Frank was owing to a lucky accident, not a participant, but making his escape proceeded to Texas, where he and Jesse bought them a ranch and for the next three years devoted their attention to farming. The country was electrified in the spring of 1868 by intelligence of the robbery of the Bank of Russellville, Kentucky by five men in broad daylight And the presence of the day's population of the town, those five men were Jesse James, Cole Younger, Alfred and George Shepard, and Jim White. The bank was robbed of fourteen thousand dollars, which back then, holy shit! Wow. I mean, we talked about last episode three hundred dollars. This is within the same time frame. Yeah, three hundred dollars was like worth like it was a few grand today, right? I th- I think it was, and then I oh, uh, can figure it out. But I'm like, it's it's pretty obvious. There, at least, it seems obvious to me that like banks must have kept more money back then physically, because like when I worked at, um, a well, it was bank, way harder to like move it. Yeah, yeah. Oh you yeah, work, you didn't keep you don't keep much physically in a bank. No, nowadays. I mean because we've you've, learned from the last two hundred years or so, Yeah, Sorry. If, it, no, it's fine. If you rob a bank nowadays, you're gonna get, I don't know, maybe. Maybe 50 G's, maybe you don't think you get two. I figured that was like 200 grand. No way, really, maybe on a deposit day on like a Wednesday when the mm. Fed used to show up. Maybe, to... huh? That's but wild. <clears throat> every week, the Fed comes and picks up money from you because I always figured it was like somewhere between one and 200 grand, which is obviously a good amount of money, but it's not. No, you are today. I mean, that's your drawer was only allowed to have, um. Certain amount of thousands of dollars in it, and it wasn't that much. I want to say you couldn't have more than like six. So, or even seven in the grand. vault, you're talking, even in the vault, in the vault, there is not that much money. That seems scary. There's not I mean, that much I mean, was, money, but they just because they take it to the Federal Reserve, I guess, or yeah, what? yeah, yeah. The Fed comes and picks it up. Holy, shit. yeah, dude, it's pretty wild. And those guys are Well, there guys. goes my idea of becoming a bank robber after eating. Yeah, it's it. just not worth it. Like what's the bottom dollar you'd need to rob a I car? mean, yeah, 50 grand is not worth it. I mean, 50 grand is a lot of money. Yes, 50 grand right now if someone gave it to me it would change my life. Yeah, but not enough to But not enough day. to deal with like obviously probably getting arrested with today's technology. It issue. would have to be um as much as I want to stick it to the banks. I w- I just want to go and rob like the Goldman Sachs like tower. Yeah. It'd have to be 2 million. In Minecraft, million. let me go ahead and say that. In Minecraft. it had have to be 2 million for me. Yeah, oh yeah. 1 million to figure out how to not get caught. <laughs> yeah. Just dump all of that money on it. And then 1 million just to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get out of the country, you got. You can change that into probably even more depending on where you go. Think about how bad my hobby addiction would be if I had a million dollars. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Well, anyway. So... Yeah, they, they so he's robbed, robbed. $14,000. Yep. They all escaped, except for George Shepard and Jim White. And what year is this or, wait, again? No, this sorry. is 18... Oh. No, just George Shepard. Sorry. 14,000. 1875. Yep. Okay. You're looking up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. So, while well, you're doing that, uh, George Shepard was captured and subsequently served a term of three years in the state penitentiary. The... A remainder of the gang returned to Missouri, where a few weeks afterwards, Frank and Jesse James and Cole Younger rode to the town of Gallatin, where while Frank and Younger remained on their horses, kept the citizens at bay with their revolvers. Um, Jesse entered a building, uh, robbed the safe, shot the cashier dead, came out, remounted, they galloped off. You know, casual shit. Normal stuff. Um, nothing but, more was heard of them until 1870, when they unexpectedly... That's making, I think they by the way, out. that's 300 again more... Oh. $342,000. 340, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's... That's a pretty good haul if you got five people and you're not going to get caught anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like splitting... That's that's quite a bit of money for you and your boys. If you know you're going to get away, basically. Because technology wasn't there back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, know, you split it, what, five ways? Well, they only had to split it four ways, so I mean... Yeah, I mean, you're getting you're getting quite a bit of money there. Oh, yeah, easily. So... So cut this part out. No. Go ahead and make a note. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. This is the part this happens at least once every episode where Well see what happened was I was supposed to that, just sit here. What and, happened was this Dylan wanted me to get more drunk. And now um this small this text that I'm reading on this the shitty Newspaper thing yep. uh, is is all running together. I'm just I can definitely <laughs> still read it. It's just that I'm just like every now and then I'm like, like oh, I geez. see words and then my brain goes my little ADHD brain goes to somewhere else and then it yeah I can't read big paragraphs. Know. I need stuff broken into a few words yes. per page, like a like in like a child's book like where slideshow. it's just like you get one page. It's got a picture on it and then you get like like ten words on that page. Yeah, of describing and at the bottom of every page it says. Hey, just so you know, here comes 10 more words on the next page. Yeah, just so you know. You don't want to get freaked out. Uh, And it's only on one side of each page. It's not double-sided paper. Well, it's double-sided paper. It's not double-sided text. Both sides have to be paper. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, they ended up... uh, They hadn't been heard from them all until they turned up in Corydon, Iowa. Okay. Where the two Jameses and Younger interrupted a speaker to announce the robbery, after which... They put spurs to their horses and got away with their booty. Ah, I just had to say that. I know. They again kept quiet for two more years when Frank and Jesse James, Cole, Jim, and John Younger attended the spring races of 1872 at Lexington, Kentucky. Oh. Yo. Don't be racing in my town. (laughs) Returning to Missouri at the end of race week, they rode into Columbia. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Here it goes, boys. Where they robbed the banks. Got the cashier dead and wounded a citizen and got off scatheless. So this is in Columbia. So that was in Columbia. <clears throat> so, so that yeah. one is one that I want to focus on here a little bit more. Um, oh, yeah. I have to tell you my experience sick. with this because. So I, yes, I want you to go there. I have. Uh, oh, I'm there. Uh, so <laughs> when I was a kid, I grew up in Columbia, Kentucky. Well, what define grow up, though? I moved when I was in middle school to Somerset. Yeah. Would well, you say you grew up in Columbia, or did you say you grew up in Somerset? I still Somerset? say sometimes I, like, I I grew up in Nancy, but I moved to Somerset when I was... See, I don't really know. I, I mean, at like, some I point know. when I was young, I lived in Columbia for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, on the square, uh, because you know how every small town has a square, um, at the square, they had the banks that Jesse James robbed, and they would, I don't know if it was yearly, but I feel like it was they would reenact the Jesse James robbery with, like, fake gun. Seems kind of fucked up in a little ways. A little bit, because somebody... I do remember somebody getting shot in it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what... He shot the cashier dead. So, like, uh, he injured another guy, I think. So, uh, I just said it, so I should remember, but, you know. So, So anyway, I I do want to reiterate that imagine being those people and being like, wow, years later, I just get killed over and over again. Oh, yeah. No, I think that would be really messed up, personally, but... Nah, it's still... You know what? You got shot by Jesse James. That's cool. Well, let me reiterate. It is badass to watch. Yeah. It is very cool, and I think... Do uh, they still do that? Uh, I don't know, because I kept trying to research that festival, or... what I, call, I swear it was called, like, Jesse James Day or something like that. Um, But I remember going to it, and... Uh, I don't know, man. No more. Unless... It's not a real memory. I could be, yeah. Do you think it's planted or just? Um, yeah, it could be planted. You just made it up? No. Well, probably more of the made up part, but it could be planted. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure that hopefully we have people that listen that uh, have been to this or live in Colombia have heard of it. Or <laughs> I don't know. Definitely. We can just maybe go to Columbia and ask. I don't know. I'm sure that that's still surely to God they didn't just like stop. And we're back. All right. So we had a little uh, technical malfunction, and we're not going to really, like, edit or retry and do any of that And we're not going to elaborate. Yeah. No, nothing. Nope. So we got in a fight. Yeah. We, we beat <laughs> each other's ass. Yeah. I'm just kidding. All right. So we're going to go into a little bit more about the uh, violent visit to Columbia, Kentucky that Jesse James paid, the Jesse James gang paid to them in 1872. So R.A.C. Martin. Liked his job as a cashier of the deposit bank of Columbia, Kentucky. He took his responsibilities seriously, often remarking that he would never surrender the bank's funds to a robber, he would die to defend the money entrusted to his care. Okay, that is Blame. that's pathetic. That is pathetic. I'm, I just want to say this now if you are a cashier at any place, I honestly, honestly, this is um, to, to bring it back down to Kroger. Uh, they they there mentioned they told us several times in training, like, do not if someone steal something like no matter I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh basically we can't do shit and that's great. I don't want to do sh- I don't want to die for Kroger. I don't want to no. die for any company that I work for. No. Uh there's really only a few people in the world that I would really yeah. probably die for. So I don't and none of them are in this company, you know, whatever. So um You could rob me. Yeah. You could rob me. Yeah. There's some I, I don't really care about like shit. Like I don't know. I can uh, I'd, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd be pissed order. off and complain about it. Yeah, it'd be annoying. Yeah, mostly I mean, for the people around you. I think it would suck more. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to die for that. Like, there's. I don't know. That's just me. I just like that seems just really me. lame. This guy might have deserved it. I don't know. I'm just it gonna go and say that. like it. um I did want to go ahead and point out real quick uh, that this is uh, an article for Kentucky Living uh, by James Hines uh, about the Columbia, Kentucky robbery. So, on the morning of April 29, 1872, Martin began his day as he usually did by unlocking the vault and opening the safe, taking out money for the cash drawer. Then he closed and relocked the safe before opening for business. Not many people were astir in the small town when five men rode into the public square that morning. Three of the men dismounted and entered the bank. The other two remained in their saddles, riding slowly around the square and watching the bank's entrance. Martin was busy at the cashier's desk in the rear of the bank. Four other men sat and talked at a large round table near the front door. They were Judge James Garnett, President of the Bank, Major T.C. Winfrey, James T. Page, and W.H. Hudson. One of the strangers approached Martin, another approached Judge Garnett, and the third walked towards Hudson. When the strangers pulled out a Colt 45s, Judge Garnett cried out, Robbers! Bank robbers! <sighs> you think that's how they said it? Robbers! That yes, that's exactly good. what he sounded. Everybody used to sound exactly the same back then. They there, did, according to the radio. Oh, absolutely. The man who had approached Judge Garnett moved toward him, gun in hand. Hudson seized a chair and struck out at the gunman. That seems dumb. Again, don't just, do that. It's. I really. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like a pussy or anything. It's just that, like, literally. Just leave. It doesn't leave. matter. It just, you. You get shot. You're gone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's over. At secure, that point. I don't care about money this much. So this is people are weird to me. <laughs> uh so he struck out at the gunman who dodged his finger on the trigger. With remarkable quickness of thought, Judge Garnett struck the man's hand just as the gun went off. The bullet hit his hand, causing an injury that years later necessitated the amputation of the hand. See the motherfucker lost his hand. You just leave him they alone. He just they just, what, you don't have to do this. Like they would have just taken the money and, and probably not hurt anybody. Like I don't just give a just money. for me. Uh I just if it's money, like yes, if if they're threat, if like it's a shooting where someone's threatening to sh- hurt other people, I can like I'd, I would I guess. probably be more. I guess if I liked the people, yeah, that's I'd what I am saying. If it's a room full, full of stuff. random people and uh, they're, well, they yeah, can rob everybody say, well, in there, I don't care. You can Call me selfish as you want, I just don't really. I am just gonna leave. I am a survivor. I am a survivor. We're home. survivors. That's, oh yeah, you know what? We're gonna make it. No, we're gonna be fine. As the third robber glanced toward the commotion, Martin went for the gun he kept in his desk drawer.
1: But the uh, robber, okay.
0: later identified as Frank James, returned his attention to the cashier in time to shoot Martin. Hudson and Judge Garnett grappled with the large man who had shot the judge. That gunman mm-hmm. was later identified as Cole Younger. Winfrey and Page took advantage of the confusion to run outside and spread the alarm. Seeing them run out of the bank, followed by one of the robbers, the two mounted bandits began shooting at anything that moved. Page made it to <laughs> safety, but Winfrey was slightly wounded when he started through the door of Kemp's drugstore, and the bullet hit the door frame sending splinters into his face. Mm. See, I do not even want to get splinters. That's just me. No way. Inside the bank, Judge Garnett and Hudson found, finally managed to throw Younger to the floor and escape. The other two remaining robbers took what money they found in the cash drawer at less than $1,500, but were unable to get into the locked safe. They apparently dragged the unconscious and bleeding Martin to the safe, intending to force him to open it, not realizing he was mortally wounded. Well, A trail of blood. They not doctors. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't. You gotta at least try. Yeah. I like how my immediate thought was like, well, what if they just use his fingerprints to unlock? This? I'm like, that's yeah, how that no. works. That's yeah. how that works at all. Yeah. I should have just Bluetoothed. <laughs> a trail of blood led from the cashier's desk to the safe where townspeople found Martin's body after the robbery. Out on the street, the three robbers jumped on their horses and headed out of town amid a fusillade of gunfire. Hearing the cries of bank robbers, a young man named Montgomery Craven, working in the hardware store, grabbed the gun, kept it in a drawer, and ran outside. Taking cover behind a barrel, he shot at the bandits, but missed its targets. Several days before the robbery and murder, the five strangers rode into Columbia on fine horses and stayed at the home of Green Bee Acres. On fine horses? Fine horses. They're wow. Fine. They're just fine. Oh, okay. They're not that nice. No, they're it's just fine. fine. Right. I'm assuming they stole them, too. Which <laughs> they probably are stolen Which is horses. fine. Which is fine, as it says. They represented themselves as livestock buyers and were very amenable as they rode about the community apparently seeking cattle to purchase. In reality, they were learning the lay of the land so they would know the best routes to get out of town for a quick getaway. No suspicion then or later was attached to Acres. He was astonished as everyone else when he discovered that he had unwittingly hosted five members of the infamous James Outlaw Gang. Come Again, on. you couldn't even. I mean, that's no. wild well to think about. You could just. Oh, things are so much better. No, I'm just kidding. They weren't better <laughs> But, like, it's just like, wow, you could, like, rob some place, like a lot of places. Yep. And they would draw, like, the shitty picture of you. Robbing, you know, whatever. No one's ever finding and, you. And then you could go someplace else, and no one would fucking recognize you because they haven't even got that paper yet. And even if they did, you probably don't look anything like the picture that they no, drew. No, it's terrible drawing. So you know, it's just easier to just be a fucking little scoundrel back then. But I can a little, draw a little, little bit better. I, bet oh, I can yeah. draw better than people back then. After the robbery, the gang rode out Burksville Street and continued to Petit's Fork, turning up the creek. They followed mm. it past Conover's Mill. Arriving at a gate that led onto another road, they encountered William Conover. The heavily bearded leader of the gang, later identified from Conover's description as Jesse James, ordered him to open the gate. Conover stiffened. Open it yourself, he said in a disagreeable way. Wow. He suddenly found himself looking into the barrels of five Colt forty-five revolvers. Conover opened the gate wide bowed low and said right this way gentlemen for the rest of his life he was known as the as open the gate Bill Conover oh <laughs> wow wow he got a fucking shitty nickname from okay I guess it's maybe these people trying to get involved maybe this is the more reason that you do try and like stop these people back then because otherwise you're just gonna be bullied for the rest of your life as yeah. well wow you just opened the gate for him you're now known as open the gate Bill Conover Oh, my God.
1: That's Meanwhile, brutal.
0: back in Columbia, indignation rose over the murder of a beloved citizen. A posse quickly formed under the leadership of Captain J.R. Hindman, later a lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth, but the pursuit failed. The bandits covered their tracks well. Every effort was made to apprehend and bring the bandits to justice. The bank offered a $2,500 reward for the murders of Martin, but no one was ever arrested for the crime. The original bank building turned to the ground in 19... Burned to the ground in 1916. A new building was erected, and the bank, now named the Bank of Columbia, is yeah. still in business on the square oh, in Columbia. Oh, it's there. Still there? Oh, it's there. That's where they did their reenactment. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I think, honestly, they should kill uh, a person. Yeah, they should kill a person every year. like Kind of yeah. as like a Wicker Man sacrifice. Well, it's just like a, to appease some... some the, Jesse James. It, to appease Jesse James does so isn't rob anymore. Think about we got to protect our come. capital. How many people would come watch that? How many people would come? Well, if oh, there'd be a few people coming. If someone, well, died. but if they, I'm saying, how many people would show up to this event? Like, okay, let's just say it comes out that in Somerset they're going to do a reenactment of some event, um, and they're going to actually kill somebody. Would you go watch it? No, but I don't know. So, here's it's my because thing. it's horrifying, w- right? But I don't want to like actually history. physically wit- like in person witness someone die. I no. don't really want to do that. But if it was put towards me like that, I would it would be hard not to be curious as if they were actually at least the first one. Now, if they start doing that as a yearly thing, this is how people get into sacrifices, yeah, cult shit mm-hmm. probably because like no, my first instinct would be like, let's show up. Let's see if they actually come go through this. And then they do, and then you're like, "Wow, wow, that was wild!" Oh my you god! Want to come back next year? Want to bring some? I probably would. I don't know. It would be uh, intriguing, at least. I think one of my cats. It was one of the cats trying to get trying in? Trying to break trying in to the bust This door down yeah. right now. Sad. Wish they would stop. <laughs> the safe that Martin refused to open was eventually replaced with a newer model. For many years, a part of the old safe stood at the blacksmith shop of John Conover on Jamestown Street, where it was used as a cooling tub. <laughs> well, to that's inappropriate. Work. A picture of R.A.C. Martin hangs in the bank in memory of his supreme sacrifice and partial success in the foiling of the bank robbery. Is he the God cashier? That yes, he did. He, God damn it. He, he is I the think company man that we well, all hate. He's the one that they're like, uh, he, he's the one that like, if you worked at this bank still today, that your manager would come over to you and be like, you know, that man sacrificed his life. To and what was his name again? R.A.C. Martin. R.A.C. Martin. They'd be like, you know, I don't think R.A. would do that when you're like uh, in the bathroom too long. Yeah, or something you're in or the bath. Like, yeah, you take too long break, I, I don't think uh, R.A.C. Martin. Like this man sacrificed his life and you can't even come back <clears throat> from lunch on time? Yeah. You know, really, how does that make you feel? And you I'm like, get up I up early. like, I don't care. Like, I really think that that guy sucks. In my opinion. He died. I'm thriving. He died for capital, and I just really don't respect it at all. No, I wouldn't like somebody that would say that. Honestly, you know what it seems like to me? he protecting the people... Because it's not even... He didn't die protecting people that worked there. He died protecting money that wasn't his. Jesse James would have... And the gang would have taken the money and ran without killing a single person. Not defending them. They're murders or whatever, and they've probably done horrible things, and I mean, I know they have. Oh, sure. But I'm saying that, like, in general... In that specific instance, he would have taken the money. They would have left. Uh, maybe, you know, whatever. If someone tried to stop that outside of town, they would kill him, but whatever. Uh, no one would have died if you just followed Just give them I name. know that that sounds like pussy, but it's you're talking about... I don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, you're just talking about, like, dealing with, like, a, people stealing... It doesn't... That's really matter. I guess maybe back then, she, he would have gotten... He would have gotten a bad nickname. He would have been known as, like, Oh, rob me, RAC. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, RAC stands like for that. robbery and cuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they would have given I some know. mean <laughs> ass nickname. I don't know. I guess that's what you feared for back then. You're like, oh, I can either die for this bank, or I'm gonna get a mean ass nickname like "Open the Gate, Con- Bill Conover." <laughs> like, Jesus, that was far too brutal. I was ahead of its time. <laughs> really was. <laughs> um, that reminds me of spider-man where uh he robs the uh at the beginning of the movie ish when he sort robs of, when well, the person robs the yes when the guy robs the wrestling uh and he just stands person, the and he's he just, like not my problem <clears throat> yes badass yeah peter let him go by parker yes pretty badass. And that guy was spider-man now i mean i guess the moral of the story is he learned from his lesson that guy went ended up and murdered his uncle. Well, it cost him his uncle, but yeah. kind of cool at the time. Yeah, for a moment he was on for top a of moment, the world. He felt great. Yeah. Um, as for the robbers, is thought that besides the James brothers and Cole Younger, the other two, Bob and James Younger, brothers of Cole, the other two were Bob and James Younger, brothers of Cole. The money they took from the Columbia Bank was one of the smallest amounts they collected in any robbery. Very sad. The dude died for the smallest thing. Wow. The James Gang met their Waterloo <clears> in September. 18- yeah, but well, we'll get that. We're we, 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 well, we gonna get there later. We'll get there later. So I did want to take a pause. Uh, okay. Pause it real quick. All right. Actually. Well, we took the pause. Why well, we fought again? Do you love the transition music we have? I really do. That's why I keep taking pauses so that we can play it. I got a few compliments on the transition music. Really? Mm-hmm. That seems like bullshit. Did you really get? I seriously got it, three compliments. I think on the whole send puzzle. us. A, uh please like, comment, or subscribe if you like <laughs> our, our transition uh, music. Listen till the end. Uh, there's a secret the transition song. Yeah, the, the secret. Tra- tra- subscribe to our Patreon for more transition <laughs> songs. <laughs> we could make more. I could make this. All right, so I did want to. We're gonna we're gonna have to break this into two parts. We just decided... Uh, yeah, we just, it's it's an on-the-cuff thing, and off the I want, I don't give a shit. Well, I don't really know if I said it right either, but. No, it's off-the-cuff, you're right. Yeah. Did you say off-the-cusp? Yeah, I did. Well, on then you the were cusp. wrong. It's off-the-cuff. Well, it doesn't matter. But, I wanted to end it, and a little town we like to know, we like to talk about, we, we like, like, like to, to know. know, we like to know, that. a little, of little town, town we like to know. A little town we love to know, we love to, uh, <laughs> we love to see have it. knowledge of. Yep. Somerset, Kentucky. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Home. So home. we have a Jesse James attempted heist. Attempted. At bank. And this is the, I, honestly, I think the reason I love this story so much is that it personifies Somerset in a way that I most other, I don't know. It's just. What's he stopped by the first Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> He tried to rob the bank, the Trump Jenkins, but yeah, it stopped him. So, this is an article from 1872, May 10th, 1872, and uh, it's from Somerset. Okay, it's, it's so. That part was supposed to be like intense. From oh, it gets more intense. Just wait. Okay, <clears throat> bless rude. me, rude. Columbia bank robbers, the same who visited our town. The supposed reason why they did not make an attempt to rob the bank here this is a correspondence from the Interior Journal. So I want to say, first, um, this is right after, literally, they went from that robbery in Columbia to yeah. Somerset, and they, their plan was to obviously rob again. Yeah, they're cruising. They're cruising for... Well, they didn't For get enough reason. from Columbia. They, got like, they were like, wow, that was the shit. We killed a man and all that shit, and we didn't get... Somebody's getting fired over that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, They're going to fire RAC, what's his name?
1: post door
0: open. Post-mortem. No, you're thinking of behold, open the gate, Bill Conover. I'm thinking of Bruno Mars, leave the door open. <laughs> leave the door yeah. open. You like that? You okay. want me to sing more That's on the beautiful. podcast? I can do it. Yep. So, I like that this starts out with, in all capitals... They spelled it wrong, but I know that their intent was the villains, but they okay. spelled it the villains. All right. That sounds kind of cool. They tried their hardest well, sounds and, cool. and they kept spelling it. The villains. I don't know if that's a thing that they did back then. Um, if they didn't, if they decided to change the spelling later, it's it like, probably is. If you're like a linguist. Yeah. Or gray. Yeah. How do you spell gray? <laughs> well, I spell it G R E Y cause I think it looks cooler. I don't, I don't like G R A Y. Pretty gray of you. I would say G R A Y. <laughs> No, that isn't I don't like it. I don't know. Theatre. I do theatre. I I no, I see I don't do that. I do, I do theater. It. I do theater. But I do color. C-O-L-O-U-R. No, that is pretentious. It's pretentious as fuck. That's so I think stupid. I can't believe you do that. It's great. I can, but um and I hate the British, but I love to just do they that can spell. for no reason. Um I think it just sorry, the last thing. I just think that it like fucking the color. No, it sounds better than... Just fine. Color. Color. I don't know. Anyway, so they kept spelling the villains wrong. I don't know... our villains wrong. It's villains. I don't know if that's why, like... I don't know. So, the villains who robbed the bank <laughs> at Columbia were the five strangers who entered our town on the morning of April 26th, no doubt for the purpose of practicing the same game upon our unsuspecting bank officers, and would no doubt have fully consummated their design had not a few timely occurrences taken place Which made the robbers think they were watched and suspected. Consummated is one of those words that will never work in normal conversation. Nope, nope, you can't use that anymore. Nope. They they fully consummated it right then and there. The second time two of the gang entered the bank, W.M. Gibson, J.C. Patton, Squire Thompson, and J.C. Bogle... I wonder if that's Bogle I think Street. people only went Bogle by. Bogle Street? Uh, well, yeah, Bogle Street. I think only people uh, people only went by initials back then. Yeah, it was way more common. Yeah, I don't want to go as like BT Beatty. No way, RQ Adams. RQ Adams. That's kind of. I cool. hate that guy. I don't know. I don't like him, but it's not. It's horrible. BT Beatty. would one associate know. with BT. Him. So BT BT. 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 Yeah, I guess that's what I go by. Basically, BT. Betty Beatty Beatty. Uh, so J.C. Bogle, I don't know, I could probably, I'm sure that, uh, hopefully we have a Somerset historian listening to us who can correct us. I don't know if if J.C. Bogle is in, in, Is that have something to do with Bogle Street, which is one of the main streets in Somerset, like one of the more famous ones, whatever. But they were four brave and determined looking men were present beside Mr. Dunlap the Kirk. This formidable defense was too much for the robbers, who merely asked that a $20 bill be changed and retired. The attack was intended at the time. One of the villains being stationed at the bank window with a drawn pistol and the remaining two mounted on their horses near the bank for the purpose of keeping the citizens off should an attack be made. After receiving the change, three or four, perhaps all of them, perhaps all of them, this reads like a Trump thing, I don't know why, I, yeah, yeah, Three, or four, perhaps all of them. Went to the Huskisson house and ordered the dinner. In the meantime, the same two who had visited the bank took a stroll around the square. Our square. Oh, do you think there were people uh, swimming in the uh, fountain? And, oh, they had to be, actually. The that was before they put the gate up. Yeah, it was way before they put the gate yeah. up, so it definitely was. You know what? I'll say more, Pat. I don't know. That's fine. Nah, I draw a hard line. <laughs> you draw a hard line at the people bathing in the fountain? Yeah. I remember, like, uh, oh, so want to up. do as a real quick side note. As I remember, uh, people back before they put the gate up, and we did have the fountain and all that stuff in Somerset. Um, literally, is talking about how like they're they're like they should put some sort of like acid in the uh, yes, and they're like water they should put an electric the fountain or the electric or something. I'm like holy no, I shit. No, literally, had people come say like they should put acid in the water there that way if anyone bathes in them. Like there are children that get in there. They're like like oh, their that... skin falls off. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, does that look like? Does it look kind of trashy or whatever? Like fine. Sure, but should we literally mutilate children because of it to ward well, off the rest? Maybe, but mostly just because children suck. Most I children won't do. die for money, but I will uh mutilate children uh, if it keeps them That's out right. of my fountain when I drive past and it interrupts my viewing pleasure of the already. I'm going to be honest. Our fountain looks like shit. The, I mean, the, our fountain anymore, but yeah, the fountain in well. shit it's not those people. I town. think it looks like shit. I don't like the fountain. I don't like the square. I don't the most either. Part. I think that it could be done better. It could. I don't, I think we need better statues. I don't know what it is, but we need we do something need a better. better statue. So, fuck that. Yep. Anyway, so they took a stroll around the square, visiting most of the shops and stores, and several of which I think they visited Jarfly. Shout uh, out, Jarfly. I'm hoping that they did. Um, in several of which they found shotguns and rifles. There being three in full view at the store of Collier and Owens and several young men making their appearance on the street with their guns preparatory oh, really? to a squirrel hunt. Second That's Amendment. What? Yeah, brother. They soon returned to their companions, reporting what discoveries they had made when the whole party mounted their horses and left town, not waiting for their dinners. Who would? The occurrences, together with the anxiety of some of our citizens to find out who the robbers were, in parentheses, some seven or eight, going over to the hotel in a body and propounding some very pertinent questions, one of the crowd having proposed a bet that he could find out their business. What's their so business? They basically, they basically, some of the citizens of Somerset literally went to the hotel where the gang was staying. Yeah, which is and was like, were the like, hey, I could bet I could figure out what y'all are doing. I, I bet that I could figured out. That's um, rude. The I James don't think game. that's appropriate. I don't know. I would, that sounds like Somerset... That I bet I can figure out what Scheller did. That sounds like the good old Somerset hospitality that we all know and love. It so does. this is what I'm saying. This whole story to me embodies a little bit of our Somerset spirit. It does. It takes me back. It's why they called the Somerset Briar Jumpers the Briar Jumpers. Oh, I'm just kidding. Have you ever heard that story? We'll talk about it one day. Yes, I have heard the story. <laughs> they yes. love telling that story. They do. Um... So they soon returned to their companions, reporting what discoveries they had made when the whole party mounted their horses and left town, not waiting for their dinners, as we said. Yeah. Um, so because these people, you know, went and questioned them and bedded them and everything, uh, that saved the bank. All glory. Well, the, all, they did all good homework. Be, yeah, all glory be to the bank. Perhaps the lives of the worthy and accommodating officers of the same. The robbers were between this town and Columbia five or six days, planning their movements and getting all of the information they could on the sly. Having a complete map of this county, giving every path and crossroad, and it is believed that one of the number uh, was acquainted with this part of the state. They spent several nights in our con- county making many inquiries regarding the fighting men of our town. The fighting oh, men of our shoot. town. shoot. And in each conversation, the horrors of bloodshed and tragedies enacted upon our streets were portrayed to them in vivid colors, so badass okay that's kind of badass that is kind of bad they literally the people of somerset back then all right i'm gonna commend somerset for this whatever the people back then literally scared the shit out of the jesse james gang by being like oh yeah you oh you want to know about like what's going on here
1: yeah they Uh, saw it coming
0: uh we have and i'm sure they told them some horrible things uh i'm sure there's a very brutal dark history of somerset that we will cover more and more do you think we would be considered part of the fighting men, quote-unquote, in today's? No, I just said that I wouldn't even lay a finger on someone trying to rob anything of mine. So, no, I well, think... true. I think that I would be the one that they it's would more about probably... The most of the those fighting men, the you know, the real gung-ho men, would probably point to me and be like, but if you really want to do something, you can go to the, for, those, sure. for those brothers. But, I don't know. I, it depends on the mood that you find me in. I'll probably fight. I would fight Jesse I could James. Scrap. Yeah, if I found out it was Jesse James, absolutely. Especially if I didn't like my motorcycle. Again, might. I would be like the coward Robert Ford, and I would make my name for myself. Except for not in a cowardly way, I would hold do the it. the door open, his face. God damn it. I <laughs> know. Uh, so, they were horrified by what they heard about Somerset, which, which is, is fucking it. great. Which is, yeah. One of our town blacksmiths telling them in reply to a question asked him that before the sale of ardent spirits was stopped here, A man was killed in town most every day that they fought with knives and pistols and that all the citizens went armed now. This blacksmith believed them to be soldiers and that they were after some of the boys of our town and talked in this manner to give them scare, if possible. Give them scare. Honestly, okay, that was true not about getting someone was killed in town almost every day. That's fucking insane. Was, that's pretty bad. I want to cover that we have a blacksmith still. And that, I know that that is a thing. Like, the, not only do blacksmiths, they don't fucking just make weapons. Like, they make like horseshoes or whatever. You're right. I want to be The blacksmiths is cool. They're, no, that's they're one, always the cool. one of the coolest professions. But also one of the physically hottest professions. Oh. They have a furnace going all the time. And hot as hell. I mean, physically. So the apron. Well, and attractive. Yeah. Cause all they do is wear the apron. That's all they wear. And all they have underneath the apron is a giant cock. You think that's what's under there? That's what all blacksmiths have. Okay. Yeah. So, so I wanna For their large <laughs> implication. Yeah. So I wanna read no, maybe not now it is, but back then. At least blacksmiths back were the then. Bad, most badass. F- yes. So uh, I wanna read just a little bit more of this one. Um, and it is another uh explanation of how Jesse James left summer left the Somerset bank without his getting his check cashed. So I may reiterate a few things, but this is from the Louisville Kentucky post. So like kind of how we discussed the last episode, how like that was written. The one that I first read was written like obviously by basically our, um, you know, earlier version of like the Commonwealth journal, right? This one was, you know, by the Louisville post. Uh, so it's just interesting going to be to see how kind of like things translate and all that stuff. And, Probably not going to be as, like, uh, proud. I don't know. What do you talking like, about? Uh, pridely. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, the, the uh, first one talked like it was like, our citizens really scared them off. Yeah, it's standardized, maybe. So, the late lamented Colonel Jesse James called upon you once for a Did he not? Asked a mm. post reporter of Judge T.T. T. Alexander, who oh. formerly resided at Columbia, Kentucky. Not upon me individually, but upon the Bank of Columbia, of which I was president. Was it ever known, definitely, who was in the party at that time? TT um, T. Alexander said, Yes, we learned shortly afterward the names of all concerned. The gang consisted of Frank and Jesse James, two of the youngers, and Jarrett, which is that's not who they mentioned earlier. No, it's not. They're changing all this shit. Bad name. Just like the Meese and right. When did this transaction take place? It was on Monday, April ninth, 1872. I was not in Columbia at that time and therefore did not witness the high-handed act, but I will never forget the affair. After killing Mr. Martin, the cashier, because he would not deliver everything over to them, then they took what they could find and departed. Their tactics were about the same as those made use on, of on other occasions. That is, some went into the bank while the rest frightened the citizens by firing up and down the street. How much did they get? Questions. They only got a thousand dollars, which I reckon was about the smallest sum of money they ever raided a bank for. Huh. You see, they did not come into that region to rob the Columbia Bank. They had selected the bank at Somerset, twenty-five or thirty miles east of Columbia, as their objective point on that raid, but were prevented from making the attack by a very peculiar circumstance. So I like this because it's this a little bit different um, than what we just read. Yeah, obviously, they entered Somerset on the Friday previous to the attack on Columbia and after reconnoitring the situation, were just getting ready to begin operations when the incident referred to occurred, frustrating their design and causing them to abandon their undertaking. One of the party entered the bank to have the customary talk with the cashier. Another was posted on the corner close by to observe the movements of citizens while the other three went after the horses. Two of them mounted and started in the direction of the bank and the other followed, leading the horses of the two who were planning for the attack and robbery. The arrival of the first two on horseback was no doubt understood to be the signal for the man to corner uh, on the corner to join his comrade in the bank when the work was to begin there the two men, the mounted men were to then ready by the time the work was accomplished that so the two men in the bank could run out, mountain all retreat out of town together fortunately for that bank and unfortunately for Mr. Martin and the Bank of Columbia when the financial member of the gang entered he saw something that caused him to alter his plans. Two men One a stock raiser of that county and the other a mule trader from the south, between whom several transactions in their lines of business had taken place, had appointed that day and that bank as the time and place to make a settlement. And when they came to compare accounts, they could not agree. Both were hot-headed and impetuous, and instead of trying to reconcile the differences, they got mad. Hot words were passed, and they came near having a fatal encounter. Jeez, so that's pretty bad. A little Hot difference, words. yes. They got um, the quarrel was raging fiercely when the bandit—it was Jesse. It's Jess. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> entered the bank, both their pistols on the cashier was between them, begging them to desist and preventing them from shooting each other. When Jesse's educated eyes saw what was going on. He either knew it was not a good time to inaugurate a robbery, or he thought the gang was being watched, and the row between the traders was only a ruse um, resorted in, to in order to throw them off their guard until they could be surrounded. He took but one glance at the engaged tra- enraged traders and turning on his heel, he walked out the door, signaled to his followers that the jig was up. and when the two horses were led up or led up, the two men mounted and all five of them rode out of town. They went in the direction of Monticello and stopped for the night at a country store where a political meeting had been held during the afternoon. The candidates were still there, and the bandit gang represented themselves as stock traders, entered in discussions that were going on, and had a good time generally. <laughs> the next day, they rode over the hills of that region and spent the night on the Cumberland River, and on Sunday, they turned their horses, heads towards Columbia, and stopped for the night at a farmhouse a few miles from town. The next day, one of them entered Columbia, purchased a few articles in the store, examined the location of the bank, and after satisfying himself that all was quiet, he returned to his c- compeers, And at about two o'clock, they dashed into town and did their work of murder and robbery. As soon as citizens recovered from the helpless condition t- into which them, um, they were thrown by the sudden dash of the murders and robbers, a pursuing party was organized and followed them several miles, but they did not come upon them. They found the place on a creek a few miles from town where the band halted and divided the spoils, they took from the bank a package of papers belonging to me, and those were uh, found when they stopped. The papers were no valuable to highwaymen, and were left where they were divided, uh, where they divided the money, and I got them back. And they asked the reporter, "Asked where did the men go from Columbia?" They went to the Salt River Hills in Nelson County and remained there were several weeks before leaving the state. Uh, the reporter asked, "Was no effort made to capture them?" No, there was no direct evidence that the men in Nelson County were the men who committed the crime, but there was a strong suspicion that it was them. But it was a very dangerous undertaking and they were not molested. I'm glad they didn't molest. No, that the, you don't want to have that. Bad you idea. don't want to have to molest. No, them. you don't have to molest these people. Uh, I received several anonymous letters offering to show me where the band was hiding and how their arrest could, could be affected if I would go to a certain place. But I thought then, and I still think that the letters were written by some of the gang to entrap me. And therefore I paid no attention to them. Oh, well, wow. but anyway, I do want to reiterate that, um, these are two very vastly different, uh, stories as to what happened that day and i am inclined to believe honestly the second one i want to believe the cooler one the cool i think the first one's kind of cooler that basically they were just fucking terrified of just the town of The first one's very cool the second one has more layers i think the second one seems more realistic they just literally i mean it still makes the town of somerset seem scary as fuck but it's that that's the day that they wanted to rob a bank They literally were stopped because people were already trying to shoot each other in the bank. The place was too badass. And they definitely didn't. I I promise you, I don't think Jesse James thought like, oh, this is obviously a trap. He definitely was just like, nope. (laughs) Just (laughs) Uh, another day at the office. People are already shooting here, so I'm not going to go try and rob this bank because these people are already pissed off. Trying to rob the bank right now, they're gonna shoot me and I'm gonna die. So he's not stupid, he's just like, I'm gonna run crazy. Problem to have if I saw some people shooting a bank, I would rob the bank next door because I mean, you know, they can't be everywhere. Well, then the bank next door would have been counting over, true. But I do also do like that the first article tried to say that it was after the Columbia one, but this one says it was before, and right? They need to get their timeline straight. They don't get their timeline straight. I I do believe the second one more. Maybe it's just because it's from Louisville, and maybe it's a bigger, at that time... Bigger publication, so... Bigger publication, all that. But yeah. I think that's wild. Either way, Somerset scared the fuck out of the Jesse James gang. And they left. They didn't rob us. And we'll do it again. And we try to recreate that uh, that feeling whenever uh, the town of Somerset got together on the battlefield in Nancy um, to stop... um, Antifa. Tifa From literally painting, they thought that they were going to destroy the Zolikoffer statue. Yep. Uh, which is hilarious and we'll always laugh because like Zolikoffer was super lame as like he a was. Confederate hero. He's he not, also died in a terrible, horrible, embarrassing... He literally man. died in the most embarrassing way you can think of where he just didn't like know, which I get that it was confusing back then because everyone kind of looked the same and they wore the same outfits or whatever, but like, just a terrible way to go. He rode up on the wrong people, and he got yep. shot. And do for that. some reason, we have a statue of him, even though he was a terrible general and all that stuff. And uh, well, that's that's awesome. By goddamn, these people and Nancy were ready to uh, die. To oh yeah, you yeah, know they totally statue. were. Yeah, but I guess that's the uh, the lesson of the podcast today. Um, uh, stop, stop trying to die for dumb shit. Don't die for stuff. Don't hey, don't die for anything. Really, really like look deeply in yourself and think: How much does this actually mean to me? Or mm-hmm. how much have I been told that something should mean to me? Right. Because if you've been told by your job, like, "Hey, like this is the most important thing in your life," you're gonna, and you just really don't like think critically about it. Right. You might be willing to die for Kroger, or something um, else. Yeah, we do need to do that Kroger podcast. Yes. Honestly, I could see that. Being Actually, incredible. that it does remind me. Just a quick, this two seconds. Uh, I had someone uh, literally when I was like first like being trained, which I'd obviously known, Whatever. Yeah. Uh, this person was talking to me, and they were like, "Yeah." um They're like at, at night, like especially on weekends and stuff. The night gets really bad. There's a lot of like people come in on drugs and stuff, and they like try and steal and all the stuff. And like Kroger won't let us like stop them from stealing. And I was like, I don't. I was like, they're like, yeah. You know, so you got to watch out for that. I was like. Or I could not watch out for that because it's not my problem. Just going to be honest. It's not or, my problem. you could just or, not look out my window. Yeah, I'm just not going to. Like, if someone's, like, if someone, well, because, like, this person was, like, tr- said that they, like, tried to stop someone from stealing and they got, like, knocked down in the process and the person just ran out. And I was like, I wouldn't have gotten their way. I would have just, like, looked at them and laughed, you know, took note of it. Oh, told yeah. managers in the morning, like, whatever. But I'm not going to put any sort of effort to protect Kroger's capital. I just don't. No. Nope. And they don't want you to. They literally tell you not to. So I just think it's funny that sometimes... I just want to... Uh, if you're listening, I'm going to go and change your morals here. Um, <laughs> unless it's someone literally that you care about or just even people you don't know that you were trying to protect. That's that's fair. I respect that. If they're just people. But as far as capital, it just seems lame to me to really like risk your life over... I, I completely think it is. Um, so I don't know if this... I did not put this here. This is about to about to play I i not put this here but i guess this is this is what it is this is what it is this it is what it is yeah so, so here we'll comes come the, back to yeah we're gonna do, we're gonna do episode basically 2.5 or three yeah 2.5 2.5 of uh of the, the rest of the, the end of the jesse james part of kentucky and then yeah the brutal we'll, history of appalachia it's we'll coming continue. it's coming in hot and uh, i think episode three we're gonna switch it up We're going to do some different stuff. Uh, Talk about some illnesses, maybe some graves. You know, just very cool. We got some cool shit lined up. We got some cool stuff. But guys, as always, thank you for listening. Check out the Patreon. World 20 podcast on Patreon. You get exclusive content. You get uh, access to the Discord. You can chill with us. Thanks for listening. Good night. Peace.